Proper preparation and planning prevents piss poor performance. So I was on the internet the other day, and uh, you know, obviously Russia has invaded Ukraine, and we put these financial sanctions on Russia. And there were these pictures of people in Russia standing in line for the ATM, and the ATM lines were really, really long. Like <laughs> it was going to take them like six hours to get through this line. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, guys. Hey, Russian guys, you should have planned ahead. You should have cash at home in case of emergencies. So you don't have to stand in line at an ATM. And that's true of everybody everywhere. That's true of us here in the United States. I'm being serious. You should have $10,000 in cash outside the banking system. Outside of your checking account, outside of your savings account, outside of your brokerage account, you should have 100 crisp $100 bills in an envelope, in a safe, in your house. And you're like, well, what if I get robbed? Like, no one's, shut up. I mean, by the way, there's a pretty good chance you have things worth more than $10,000 in your house, okay? So it's, people have this, they have this phobia of like carrying cash, Look, if you get robbed, like losing $10,000 is the least of your problems, okay? So it doesn't matter. Just you need to have cash outside the bank in case of emergency like this in case you can't get cash. I was talking to somebody today. This is an old friend of mine. She sent me a message and she's like, I went to two banks today and I tried to take out 6000 bucks, and they, t- they told me I, they didn't have the money. Go ahead, try to go to a bank and take out anything more than 5000 bucks, And they make you wait. They say, well, you have to apply for the money. You have to fill out this form and you have to wait two weeks. They do this. They don't let you get your money out of the bank. This happens in the United States. So I usually do it in small increments. I'll take out $3,000. And they say, they ask me all the time. They're like, why do you want $3,000? And I'm like, fuckheads, because I want to have cash outside the banking system. And that's the end of the story. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a mafia boss. I just want cash outside the banking system, just in case. Okay. Now, in the past, when I've talked about this, I've talked about this in the context of a natural disaster like a hurricane because we get hurricanes here all the time. So what can happen is it blows down a tree on your roof and it knocks out the power and you hire this guy to get the tree off your roof and you can't because all you have is a credit card. That's why you have cash. But there's a million reasons why you should have cash. Okay. Like maybe the international community fucks up your central bank and nobody can get cash. And that is a possibility. Now, that is unlikely to happen to us here in the United States. But if you use your imagination, you can come up with some ideas why you can't get cash out of an ATM, hacking, whatever. What a lot of people do with cash is they do just-in-time inventory. Just-in-time inventory with cash. They go to the ATM, they get 100 bucks. they're back at the ATM two days later. There are some people that go to the ATM and get 40 bucks. I'm like, that's nuts. You can't even fill up your car with 40 bucks. What good is 40 bucks gonna do? But people do this. They, I just wanna keep the minimum amount of cash that I need. I don't want more than $100. Because what if I get robbed? 
It's not going to happen. And like I said, if you get robbed, the least of your worries is going to be your 100 bucks. Okay. I go to the ATM and I get out 600 bucks all the time. All the time. So, I mean, and the point of this just in time inventory comment is that's how things got screwed up in the economy during the pandemic. Because everyone had teeny tiny amounts of inventory and the supply chain got screwed up and there were shortages. And that's what's going to happen to you with your cash because you have just in time inventory with your cash, you know. So if you're one of these people getting 40 bucks out of the ATM, you might be in for a surprise someday. You might go to the ATM and it doesn't work and then you're out of cash. Yeah. So I tweeted about this the other day. And I got the dumbest response in the history of dumb responses. <laughs> I said, you need $10,000 at home. This guy's like, well, I mean, that's going to lose value because of inflation. I'm like, are you a donkey? Like, are you a complete dipshit? Like, this doesn't have anything to do with inflation. And by the way, if you had 10000 bucks in your house you would lose 700 bucks a year due to inflation, which is a decent amount of money. But the point is, this is break glass in case of emergency, okay? You keep it in the safe. It sits there. It's for emergencies. I don't care about inflation when it comes to the cash that you have for emergencies. It makes no sense. It's just totally illogical. And everybody is obsessed with this inflation. Like, oh, I have to have my money in stocks or gold or commodities or whatever because I got to keep up with inflation. Shut up. Seriously. <laughs> God, I really don't care about inflation that much. I mean, I care about it from an investing perspective, but like I have a, I have a lot of money in my bank account and I, I don't spend any time thinking about inflation. You know, what I here's what I think about. I'm thinking about, well... You know, if I had a million dollars in the bank and I put that in the stock market, then what if this what if stocks go down? You know, there's no this doesn't say they have to go up. So anyway, I have a bunch of cash for building the house and that's what it's for. So all of that is going to get deployed at some point. I have to tell you, there is something very comforting about having large amounts of cash. It's it's very comforting. Now, if inflation was 30% a year, okay, I would have less cash. And inflation is high. But remember, the other reason you have cash is to take advantage of opportunities as they arise. So for me, the house is an opportunity. you know, Or it could be a stock. It could be a hedge fund. It could be anything. If you don't have cash, you can't take advantage of opportunities. And if you don't have cash... You don't have a cushion in case of emergencies. If you have an emergency and you don't have cash, you're screwed. And people never learn this lesson. So moving on, just so you know, there's a time lag between when I record these podcasts and when I post them on the internet. Sometimes they're a little bit stale. So as I'm talking to you today, we're in like day four or something like that of the Ukraine invasion. Um, and I'm sitting here and I'm literally thinking about this. Actually, I sent I put this out on Twitter too. I said, what probability do you think there is that Putin will use nuclear weapons? And I got a bunch of responses, but the the gist of the responses was 
the probability is very low. It's like 0.01%, but that is way too high, way too high. And I think it's higher than 0.01%. I think it's more like 2%. I think it's a one in 50 chance. Serious. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out if Russia will nuke Myrtle Beach. (laughs) It's not much to nuke here. Though there is a better chance, they're probably going to nuke Charleston. Charleston's a decent-sized city, and I live about 60 miles from Charleston. But, you know, if I'm if I'm cooped up in the house and they nuke Charleston and there's nuclear fallout and I have to stay inside, it's okay. I don't need food. Uh, I, got this, uh, I got this stuff for a 14-day cleanse. It's a bunch of herb pills. Herb. Uh, there's a bunch of herb pills and... Uh, um, like colonics and anyway, I'm going to be doing this stuff for like 14 days and I'm going to clean out my system. I'm going to poop like 15 pounds and I'm going to feel like a million bucks. So I just, in order to do this, I have to wait for a period of time when I'm not traveling because I don't want to be on a plane and have to poop. And uh, more importantly, I need water to do the cleanse. And one of the things that really bugs me about traveling is it's hard to get water like you go to the hotel room sometimes they give you complimentary water but usually there's like a bottle of fiji on there with like this cardboard thing on it and it's like eight bucks and you got to pay eight bucks for a bottle of water now i i will drink the eight dollar water for sure like i i will absolutely drink it or you can get water out of a tap you can get lukewarm piss water out of a hotel room bathroom there's infinite quantities of that, and I'm like, I uh, I hate doing that. So I do have one piece of good news. I recently passed 50,000 followers on Twitter, which is uh, that's a big milestone for me. And I've been active on Twitter for about 10 years, and it's taken me quite a while to get to this point. The one thing I will say about Twitter is that it takes lots and lots of practice. And, you know, I've sometimes I'll go into the Twitter search and I'll search for something in my tweets and then like old tweets come up. And I'm like, you know, back in 2012, I really had nothing interesting to say at all. And it's not really a surprise that it took me 10 years to get to this point because um, I really I really had nothing interesting to say. But Twitter is good for my business. That's why I do it. Uh, and it's fun, you know. If someone asked me if I'd rather have a million dollars or 700,000 Twitter followers, I would take the Twitter followers. Because if you can't make a million dollars off of 700,000 Twitter followers, then you're a dunce. Like, it's very easy to monetize, and people do it all the time. So, not to be egotistical, but I do have people tell me they love following me on Twitter. Which is funny because I just, I'm like a jackass, I screw around. Uh, but I do go I do go through periods of time where I lack inspiration. And then I have periods of time when I'm on fire. And this is one of those times. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in the markets these days. It's very exciting. A lot of opportunities and a lot of pipe bombs. One of the craziest things I've seen, there were some big Twitter accounts that were recommending that people buy RSX, the Russia ETF, the day before the invasion. And the reason this happens, the reason this happens is because people have, they, they have what's called a buy it when it's down mentality. You know, a stock will go down, they say, oh, it's cheap, and they buy it. Buy it when it's down, sell it when it's up. You know, all the people that do this used to be traders at banks. 
<laughs> like I was guilty of it when I when I was at Lehman. Yeah, I was a buy it when it's down guy for sure. And you can get into a lot of trouble doing that. So buy it when it's down, sell it when it's up. That's what you do at an investment bank. But a lot of times you buy something when it's down and it goes down even more. Or you sell something when it's up and it goes up even more. Because things trend. And there is an old saying, which is kind of dumb, but bottom pickers come back with smelly fingers. That's what happened to the RSX people. You should actually do it the other way around. You should sell things when they're down and buy things when they're up. And I do that. I do that all the time. Now, it doesn't always work out. There was a stock I bought recently that I bought it on the highs and I'm still eating shit. But most of the time, if the chart is trending and if I buy the chart in the upper right hand corner of the chart, I am very happy with how that turns out. And that's a very difficult thing to do. I'm going to explain this to you. There's, It's sort of like an optical illusion. If you have a chart on your screen and it's going from the lower left to the upper right, when it's in the upper right, it's on the top of the screen. You're like, well, it can't go up anymore because it's at the top of the screen. But what you got to do is zoom out. And there's all kinds of real estate. There's It can go up a lot more, but there's this optical illusion when it's in the upper right-hand corner. You think it can't go up anymore. It's an optical illusion. So... If you expand out the chart, you will see that it can go a lot higher. And when I was at Lehman, you know, I actually, I did it the other way around. Like I would go through every chart in the S&P 500 and I would look for all the charts in the lower right to buy. And I did not have a lot of success with that. And I wonder why. Anyway, I'm just bullshitting. That's it for the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.